and welcome to Comms Bites. My name is Gabriela Torres and in this podcast, I'll be bringing you all kinds of knowledge about the communications world. During this first season, our focus will be the humans behind it all and their personal experiences beyond strategy and best practices. I hope you enjoy each episode as much as I do. So let's begin. Hello everybody and welcome to the first official episode of Comms Bites. I'm so excited that you're listening and also because our first guest is a fantastic communication specialist with over 15 years of experience. So let me introduce you to Karen Matthews, currently communications and engagement manager at RMIT Europe, the European hub of RMIT University in Europe. So she will tell us about her career in communications and how she managed to work in four countries within the last decade. Welcome, Karen. It's so great to have you here for this interview today. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks very much for having me along. Great. So um, I'll start with the first question. Please tell us a bit about yourself. Where has your career taken you and how you've done it? Okay. Well, you gave a great introduction already. Thank you. Um, Well, yeah, I started my career in communications in Australia. I am an Australian. Um, and after, not long after I finished my undergrad degree, I headed to Canada, where I was there for around a year. And then after following Canada, I was in Vietnam for several years. And then I've ended up in Spain, which is where I'm currently based. And as you said, uh, working with RMIT University. Oh, that's great. It sounds exciting. So which abilities and skills do you think have been crucial for you to have been offered these roles in different countries? I think for me, um, it's really about being adaptable. So adaptability has been key. Um, You know, moving to to a new country, it's really important to get outside of the expat bubble. Taking the time to immerse yourself in a different culture, learning and understanding the landscape is also really important. So not just at an organizational level, but also external market trends and insights getting to know what's best practice um, in your industry sector or for the organization where you're working. It's really talking to your stakeholders, listening, asking questions, and not thinking that you already have all of the answers. Yeah, that's great. Do you recommend people to stick to an industry just like you have with higher education, or do you think it could work if you want to jump from industry to industry? So take, for example, um, in my situation, that's certainly something that's helped me along the way, working in higher education. But in saying that, I think that we're fortunate as comms professionals that our our skills are transferable across different sectors. So it does mean that there are diverse opportunities across different organizations and different industry sectors. And you don't always need to stick to one area, but sometimes it can be easier if you do. Yeah, I understand that. Do you think it's important to know many languages? Because I know you speak English and a bit of Spanish, but you've worked in Vietnam and in other countries as well. So would you recommend people learning other languages as well Absolutely. (laughs) I think, you know, knowing multiple languages is such an asset that you can have. Um, I guess for me, because I've been working for organisations where the the working language and the the language of the organisation is English, so I guess my first language is English, so that, you know, that has been 
key for me so but you know I think having knowing other languages it certainly opens up many more of well that's really interesting so um, what I wanted to ask you as well is what are the most gratifying things you have experienced outside of your home country in addition to your career it would have to be um, experiencing all the different cultures um, making new friends learning new things, taking on new adventures, um, getting outside of my comfort zone, really. Yeah, that's tough, I think, that has been for me as well. So I cannot imagine you have been outside of Australia for a really long time, but I guess it gets easier somehow after many years. Yeah, I think that, you know, I guess if you look at what are some of the challenges, you know, about having a, a, a global career, And I think that is one thing for me. At times it is really hard being away from my friends and family. You know, currently where I am now in Spain, Australia is a long way away. Um, but I think, on the other hand, when we do catch up, it makes for, you know, pretty incredible reunions in different oh, parts of the true. world. That's true. That's totally, totally true. Yeah. I guess you miss them a bit more. Your family, that happens to me and miss them. And I guess... You get to value certain things that you didn't so much before. Maybe it can, it can happen. Yeah. So is there anything that you wouldn't do again? Something that you have learned and you would do differently maybe? Yeah, I think that I probably wouldn't wait so long to study again. Um, so when I decided to do a master, so my postgrad degree, it was almost a decade after I'd done my undergrad. And I think, you know, of course, we always say and we know that learning is lifelong, but I think it really took when I was working in higher education to open my eyes to that. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's something that I probably would have done differently. I wouldn't have waited so long. Um, and you know, today, There are so many different ways and of learning and different delivery models, you know, so many things are online. So I think it's really possible to balance having a full-time career as well as, you know, continuing to be a learner. Well, that's great. I think from my own experience, I did wait five years to do my master's. And I think that time, maybe a year or two less would have been fine as well. But waiting a bit and having that work experience was really valuable for me when I came to Spain because it somehow allows me to stand out from other people that are here and did got their master's right after grad, the undergrad school. So I think that was really good for me and I, a lot of my friends have been through the same. So I think mm. maybe you don't have to wait that long, but maybe just get a bit of work experience before you do something else in another country because if you want to stay there after, if you have a bit of experience, is something that will help you. And definitely. It goes a long way. Yeah, I think the same. I think definitely it's... Um, You know, it, it is better to have industry experience before you do do maybe a post-grad. Um, but, yeah, probably not waiting 10 years <laughs> yeah, like I did. <laughs> Great. So this has been amazing. Finally, I would like to ask you, um, what is your favorite communications tip that you would like to share with all of our listeners? Okay. Um, I think for me, it's always having your audience in mind. Um, putting yourself in the shoes of your reader, your listener, your viewer, 
what are their content needs what what would they find interesting about what you're communicating and how can they engage with you if they want to and I have another one actually can I have two of course (laughs) um I think the other one is to get yourself a mentor um and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's in communications um so I it's something you know I had my first mentor when I was in my late 20s and I was working in comms in the engineering sector in Australia And my mentor was a wonderful man um, who looked after business development for the organization. And, you know, we had sort of a formal mentoring relationship for, I think it was around a year, but we've stayed in touch since. And we're talking, you know, maybe eight years ago um, was when we first, you know, started that um, mentoring. And, uh, yeah, we've stayed in touch. I've caught up with him and his family when he's been traveling in Europe. And it's really has been a very beautiful and valued relationship with a very inspiring person. So I would also recommend that. Oh, that sounds great as well. I think I agree with you. I currently have, as I as I see it, two mentors. I'm I have a a person, a comms expert that works in the UK that great. is helping me through through some things. And you as well. You have been my mentor this last year, <laughs> and I think it. These relationships have allowed me to see outside of my bubble and see other things that otherwise I might have missed. So I think it's really important to talk to people that have been in other countries and that know what things work, especially if you're starting in your career. Yeah, I also think it's mutually beneficial, you know, so it's not just about the mentee learning um, and being guided, but also for the mentor, it's a learning experience as well. Glad to hear yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, where can people connect with you to learn more about RMIT if they want to get in touch? Yep, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Oh, great. So, thank you so much for being with us here today, Karen. And I know the experiences you share will be very useful to anyone who's looking to start a career in communications outside of their home country. And thank you to all of our listeners as well for, for tuning into this episode. And if you liked it, Please leave a review on iTunes and that way more people can find the podcast. See you next time. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.